I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design with a new series called The Business by Design. I'm starting this monthly edition to the show for one reason, an important reason. The shelter space, industrial design, hospitality, architecture, home goods, this business of ours is one of the most important industries in the lives of those who inhabit the dwellings you design. Those who work in the offices, the stores architects create. Over the years, and certainly post-pandemic, the business behind design has changed dramatically. But the coverage really hasn't changed all that much. I love the design publications. I do, and I always have. I predict that I always will. Because they showcase some of the best work being done today. I'm also an incredibly tactile person, and I love turning pages, and I think you might too. I'm also frustrated, though, by them because they don't, first of all, they don't show enough of it. Um, And they continue, for the most part, to feature exclusively the celebrity, super luxe, and trendy sides of design. And I get that because that's how it's always been. That's how you pay the bills. But I think there is a desire for more. So in keeping with that idea... Every month, as long as I feel like it serves a purpose, I'm going to showcase a new episode in addition to the stories behind design. That episode, of, of this being the first, will showcase how the business is changing in real time. I'm going to bring you my interpretation of the data that is shaping our economy and external factors molding and shaping the state of the business today. Each of these episodes will be fairly shorter Uh, and more concise to cover one or a few single ideas that I think you should be aware of. With that, here's the first episode of Convo by Design's The Business by Design. So you know, the following opinions are mine and mine alone. They do not represent or warranty any economic or future performance, there are no guarantees here, just ideas that have been constructed based on research. So I suggest that do your own research as well before acting on anything you hear shared here. Um, This is what those in the business call a disclaimer. And it's meant to make sure you know that I'm not giving you any financial advice. I am simply presenting you with ideas upon which you can you can act accordingly. Um, And My hope is that it provides you with a way to perhaps think differently about this business of ours. When I record interviews, speak with clients and check in with people around the country, I always ask a few questions after we stop recording to find out what they know about the business and what they're hearing. And I've I've, with greater frequency gotten a couple questions back. And that the number one question I I get asked of me is, do you think we are going to see that dreaded recession that that is being threatened every day? So I believe the answer to that question is yes, but it also comes with a few caveats because that is not an easy question to answer. Why? Well, what is a recession? A recession is considered by many to be two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. I read a Forbes advisor article recently that that sourced the origin of this idea back to economist Julius Siskin in 1974. Since so many people subscribe to this idea, it has become a part of everyday conversation as it relates to the health of the U.S. economy, just like this goal of 2% inflation by the Federal Reserve. If this is true, then according to the Bureau of Economic Analysis, with negative GDP growth in Q1 and Q2 of 2022, 
we have already seen a recession this year. It gets complicated because Q3, we saw a GDP pop of 2.9%. And this is purely a guess, but I think Q4 will see positive growth as well. I'll tell you why in a moment. I also have a few thoughts on what we'll see after that in the first two quarters of 2023 and why. Before I get further into the nuts and bolts of this, Convo by Design is more than just a podcast. I have spent the past 10 years building a production company and consulting firm that develops brand ambassador programming, CEUs, live entertainment programming, as well as branded content for companies in the design and architecture industry, including designers, architects, furnishing companies, showrooms, and others in the trade. We have content producer talent in every region of the country and can help you grow your design business through brand development campaigns, social media and CEU content, developing and producing as well as content consulting and live event programming and production to help you build strong and meaningful partnerships that will help you grow and strengthen your design business. For more information or to see if it makes sense for us to work together, message me at Convo by Design with an X on Instagram or email Convo by Design, C O N V O B Y D E S I G N at Outlook.com. I have been following a basket of stocks that are inextricably tied to home improvement, development, and design. I'm going to continue tracking these stocks to see what connections materialize. Keep in mind that stock performance is a rear facing indicator, but the best way to predict future performance is to look at what it has been in the past. I wanted to see, and I want to see continuing into the into future months, how these stocks match with both the economy and the industry and what's happening in each. So, and if you want to follow along, by the way, I should mention this at the start. If you check the show notes, you will find the notes for this entire episode. You will also see much of what I'm referencing in clickable links, so you can go read these articles for yourself and follow along. Can you think of it kind of like as the uh, as the home game for this. So, the stocks we're following are Bassett Furniture, uh, BSET is the ticker, Ethan Allen, ETD, Lazy Boy, LZB, Flex Steel, uh, FLXS. Williams Sonoma, WSM, Home Depot, HD, Restoration Hardware, RH, Mohawk Industries, MHK, Middleby, MIDD, Whirlpool, WHR, Sherwin Williams, SHW, and American Woodmark, AMWD. I picked these stocks for the basket because I think they represent a cross section of pretty much. Uh, all of the all of the materials uh, we f- we find in design today uh, from a cross section of high low high low mix raw materials finished goods I just I I think that based on these this basket of stocks I think it it will present a good indicator but again I want to test this out and see here's what's interesting year to date in 2022 the the overall performance of a few of them with some thoughts. And and you should know that this was recorded in mid-December. So Lazy Boy, LZB, 23.32 ticker price, uh, stock price, down from 36.10 in January. 
of 22 saw significantly higher earnings and revenue was up over the past three years, which I find interesting. Keep in mind, this includes the quarters that we saw negative GDP. I think that's interesting, and I think that that's something to watch. Mohawk Industries, 97.50, down from 124 at the start of the year. Revenue and earnings, both were up in 2022 versus the past three years. Whirlpool, uh, 141.49, down from 227.04. Revenue and earnings were up in 22 after three years of declining revenue. Sherwin-Williams, 240.47, down from 243.48, the, the 2022 high. Revenue was up in comparison to the past three years. Earnings were not, but they were fairly close. What I see from this is that this sampling shows four mainstream companies with higher revenues and three of the four with higher earnings as well. This tells me that consumers are still buying, improving, and designing. At the same time, according to the BEA, again, the U.S. savings rate was 3.2% in July of 22, 2.8% in August, 2.4% in September, and 2.3% in October. That means the, the, the savings rate is dropping, and that makes sense because of inflation. If everything costs more, you're going to have less to save, right? The PCE defined as, a quote, a measure of the price that people living in the United States or those buying on their behalf pay for goods and services. The PCE price index is known for capturing inflation or deflation across a wide range of consumer expenses and reflecting changes in consumer behavior, end quote. So that's what the PCE is. And I think that that's interesting because year over year, uh, PCE rose 6.2% in August, 6.3% in September, and 6.0% in October. Monthly in those same three saw 0.3% rises in each of those three months. So we all get it. Prices continue to rise, savings continue to fall, but many, if not most, of the companies selling the products continue to record higher earnings over the past three years, higher revenue, higher earnings. People are still spending. They're just not saving as much. If I look at that and I look at what those in the industry are telling me, I'm seeing that clients are still spending. Clients are still paying for, for things. Clients are still paying for the services of designers, architects, and the products that they specify into their projects. I should also mention that my exit interviews with many of my guests indicate that some projects have been pushed farther out in the calendar from 22 to 23. A few have canceled, and many of those cancellations are immediately replaced by other projects looking to expedite and get their projects done sooner. This is where I think the business gets really interesting. I do believe there will be another technical recession again in Q1 and Q2 of 2023. But after that, I think it will be bumpy and bouncy with interest rates dropping, inflation rates dropping. I also think as the supply chain continues to free up, 
that could in and of itself create new supply delays as many clients greenlight projects all at once when they feel things have stabilized and consumer sentiment improves. As a designer, you have to factor that into your workflow. As an architect, you have to look further out as far as the projects that that you're working on. Um, and calendar management is going to be much trickier. Supply chain and logistics. This one is really interesting. So in a, in a recent Los Angeles Times article, it noted that the supply chain backup of 2020 is, is relatively gone now. It has dispersed. Um, because the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach represent 40% of the U.S. imports, some of that business has been looking elsewhere to offload. And traffic in these two ports is down. And in New York, New Jersey, ports, traffic is up. Almost identical to the losses in Los Angeles and Long Beach. If you specify goods from abroad, this will affect you. Your clients and your projects. The time has come for, for those in the design trade to understand more about the logistical activities of their partners. And by the way, the supply chain has, it has been inextricably tied. It is, it is no longer going to be point one, point two, where everything comes in. I think you're going to start seeing uh, disbursement in supply chains, and you're going to start seeing many more, but much smaller supply chains able to serve projects in different parts of the country. I think you're also going to start to see a future rise in, of the workroom and provenance and sustainable design. You know, the past few years have seen a demonstrable growth in a desire for clients to know the story behind the products they bring into their homes. They want to know who made it, what it's made of, and where it comes from. My guests and friends in the business have explained to me that clients want to know this because it adds meaning to their purchase. It adds a special nature to the design, and it creates a narrative for those in their lives and the lives of their family. I believe this wholeheartedly, and I believe this concept is going to remain true for quite some time. Because of this and the amount of competition, if you don't already have your roster of specialists, builders, artists, workrooms, and trades, you need to. The first part of 2023 should be spent solidifying your relationships. The workroom and the supply chain also happen to be inextricably tied because if you can't get that material to your fabricator, how can you hope to complete the piece, right? You can't. Sustainable design is really interesting too. It's more complicated these days. Is the material made of virgin or recycled material? How far did it have to travel to get to the project? Who made it? And were they paid a reasonable wage? What else is in that material from a chemical composition standpoint? Does it off-gas? Were there chemicals used in growing the original material? Is that textile pattern original? What's the origin of it? Some food for thought here. The idea of cultural appropriation has been a hot topic in the, in the fashion industry lately. And again, go back to the show notes and you can click on a couple of links to take you to some stories to back this up. I have a few linked articles um, and you can read them. It's really interesting stuff. Some are starting to call use of indigenous patterns and textiles plagiarism. Uh, 
which technically could be true. I mention this because this idea is is gaining momentum. And there are major manufacturers who have been accused of appropriating patterns and ideas of others for use in their own work. It's a really fine line, but certainly one that appears to be, again, gaining steam, and one I think every creative needs to be aware of, considering how designers are shooting more projects and publishing them to social media, right? On the other side of this, there's an amazing opportunity to work with indigenous people to use their products in your projects. Not only do you get to share the story, you also have an opportunity to obtain original product from a new source directly. Some key findings, and I hope you find this as interesting as I do. I, I believe that 2023 will be the moment that just about every creative I have spoken with since August of 2020 has been looking for to catch their breath. Catch your breath and plan accordingly. What does that mean? I think based on the sticky inflation numbers, high interest rate environment, low savings number, and higher cost of both raw materials and high cost of labor, the U.S. will see sporadic drops in GDP with with the greatest opportunity for another technical recession in Q1 and Q2 of 2023, as I mentioned. It could be one quarter, it could be two. It it could carry on depending on how things materialize. You know, the economy is is not a straight line. It's bumpy and it's bouncy. I believe that the need and desire for a well-designed home has become universal and that budgetary limitations notwithstanding, the strong consumer will continue to spend, but it may be at lower price points. Perhaps it's a shift in the high-low mix to more on the lower end, or that could translate into more vintage or locally artisan-made materials. Something else for the design professional to consider. Office design, hospitality, senior care facility, school design, restaurant design, civic space, all have undergone major shifts in thought about how these spaces are and how they can be redesigned to better serve those who use them. This disruption to the marketplace will also create new opportunities and a new client base, which ultimately creates a, a, a bigger pie for everyone in the industry. And there are new designers right now. Anytime there's a disruption in, in culture, in society, people shift uh, to the creative endeavors, of which design and architecture are, are both part of that ecosystem. Speaking of competition, interesting, there was a time when most designers were extremely concerned about e-design and that taking over the business. A, a recent visit to a few brought special messages of discontinuation. Again, check the show notes for images and links from their sites. You can also find an interesting article from TechCrunch about um, about Mozzie's discontinuation of services and a similar story to that of the original Laurel and Wolf, Home Polish, and Decorist. Is e-design a thing of the past? I mean, that, that has to be the question, right? Is it a thing of the past? Not a chance. I was I was in broadcast during the time of Napster. For those who remember Napster, music is now readily available online. And what's interesting is that according to 
Zipia, and again, you can go check out the article um, in the show notes. Global paid music subscriptions had 8 million paid streamers in 2010 compared to 523 million in 2021. I think the e-design industry is in its infancy. I think the growth will be driven higher when the major brands and designers adopt using their own talents to drive the business, not merely a discount site for creative talent, but a true marketplace for creative talent to offer their services using their actual remote and virtual design skills. And and by the way, for, for those who listen to the podcast regularly, you know that I'm working on this remote design house project in Tulsa. What was originally supposed to be a one-year project is now most likely a three- to five-year project. And that's because we've learned so much about supply chain and getting local product delivered and specified and respecified and finding local artisans who can who can do what we need them to do. And if you have any interest, go back and listen to some of these episodes. As of this recording, um, Gail Davis's work on The Club Room has been completed and published. You can go listen to that. By the time you hear this, John McClain's work on Rose's Room will most likely be published, and that was phenomenal. Both of these designers are elsewhere. Gail Davis is remarkable, and she's in New Jersey. John McLean is bi-coastal. He's in Florida and Los Angeles. And neither one of them ever came, have set foot on this project. Everything was done virtually and remotely. Those are two designers who know how to do this virtually and remotely. And I can tell you right now that there is a certain skill set required for doing this. It's not easy but it's doable. And I think that that's where the differentiation is really going to take place. So when it comes to e-design, keep checking this space because we will be following it and, uh, and sharing the developments with you as they occur. 2023 is shaping up to be another interesting year in design. As I have for the past 10, I will be bringing you the stories from across the globe here on Convo by Design, as well as the design business insights on Convo by Design's The Business by Design. Thank you for listening. Please make sure you are subscribing to the show so you get every episode the moment it's published. Until next episode, thanks for listening, be well, and take today first.